Um, well, we uh, inaugurated uh, the 46th president of the United States today, Joe Biden, and his uh, vice president, Kamala Harris. Everybody's quiet. And see, that's what's happened, see. Everybody's like, okay, we got the 46th president. So, so let, me, let me tell you what has created division in, 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 in the nation. Some people are real excited about it because they voted for them. Others are not excited about it. And it's obvious by what they say on social media. Yes or no? So, so what is our stance as believers? Some people think the world ended. No kidding. When, uh, when uh, Joe Biden was inaugurated today at noon. And uh, other, people, other people think the moon just straightened up in the sky a little bit. It's just better. So, you know, you got, you got you know, end to end all kinds of ideals and attitudes and about this, and, and what it should not do is bring separation and division in the body of Christ. Yes? In fact, tonight, here's what I want to share with you. We have to be about the kingdom of God. If you're about anything else, you are off-center, bottom line. If your focus is on politics, you're focusing on the wrong things. I did a podcast recently. They all kind of run together at some point because I do them, you know, five a week. And, you know, Colossians 3, 1, if you're risen with Christ, seek the things which are above. In fact, one translation says, be constantly seeking the things which are above. For Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. And, and a lot of people just aren't listening. A lot of believers aren't listening to that. It's obvious by their attitude. It's obvious by what they say. And it's obvious by the way they treat people. Huh? Lester Sumrall said it. I put it on my podcast. Lester Sumrall said it. I was a young man when he first said it. Now he, uh, he was one of my mentors in the Lord. And uh, he said, if you, if you don't keep your mind on things above, you can get mighty tired of the things below. So people that are disillusioned, disgruntled, aggravated, upset, I can tell your focus ain't on heaven. Because if your focus is on spiritual things and the kingdom of God, you can't, I don't care what happens. I don't care where you live. I don't care what the culture's doing. Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Yes or no? So what's your focus? You excited? You frustrated? You mad? You peeved? Are you glad? Are you happy? Are you joyful? Are you rejoicing? Are you beleaguered? Upset, disillusioned, frustrated, angry? Hey, well, it runs the gamut. So today I put this on my, you know, I usually put scriptures on Facebook, and I've been doing that for many years now, just to keep people's focus on other things than junk. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, I don't even like Facebook, the truth is. I throw some pictures of family on there and, and all that, but I generally I don't like to look at it very much. I just think it, I have opinions about it, so I'm going to keep my mind on other things. Nonetheless, I put this on Facebook today. And uh, uh, so today, I mean, I've been so busy. Usually my days kind of run together. So today I said, you know, I'm just, I, just need to, I just need to get myself refreshed. So a good cobweb cleaner for me is I go on a bicycle ride. And so I went, I got my bicycle. I worked out this morning, got podcast done, and some study and praying. And I went home and I had to get ready for tonight. So to get ready for tonight, guess what I did? I got on my, I got a suit I wear and it keeps all the, it was cold outside and all that, but I was warm. So I cover my hands and my head and my feet. And I've got a suit I wear again, like I say, keeps the wind out. So anyway, I went on the ride. And, and uh, so the whole ride, uh, I was either praying or I went to First Timothy chapter 2, uh, verses 1 and 2, 3, 4, 
and just meditated on that. And I went 23 miles. So I went, you know, yeah, I know, right? I went, uh, what's that? Uh, 11 and a half miles out and 11 and a half miles back. So uh, from my house in Notdale, I went to uh, the Kessel area, is it Capital Area Soccer League? So yeah, I went all the way there from Notdale, so then back. So anyway, I was meditating and, uh, and you know, the Lord really ministered to me. I really enjoyed it. So I want to read some things here because uh, as I was uh, going over this and to meditate just means to mull over and let it cogitate in your thinking. I did that and if you do that, you just, you know, you, you, you squeeze the... You squeeze the guts out of a verse of Scripture really good. So uh, the Apostle Paul said here, Therefore, I exhort first of all. Everybody say first of all. Now that word exhort means, uh, the Greek word is parakaleo. Para means alongside. Kaleo means to call near. A calling. So, so to call or to speak. So parakaleo means to beckon someone to come near. So he says, therefore I exhort you to come near some things. What is it? First of all, supplications. Now supplication uh, is, is general asking, but the sense of supplication is really you're, you're asking on someone else's behalf. So he says, therefore I exhort first of all. So, so above all that you do, do this first. So question, I'm going to ask you a question in a minute. Are you doing this first in your prayer life? If not, you should be. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications. Then he says prayers. The Greek word there, prosuke, uh, pros, is a directional uh, word, which means in the face of. Prosuke. So you're praying and you're conscious of God. You have his ear. You're serious about what you're saying. So he says, therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, you're in the face of God. Intercessions, intercession means you, you stand in the gap. You're a gap stander between God and someone else. You grab their hand, you grab God's hand, you, you bring them together. You're the intermediary. So there's somebody not where they need to be with the Lord or, or you know, they, they just need some help. So you're saying, God, I'm... I'm standing in the gap. I'm an intercessor between you and that person. And, and Lord, I pray. So, so that's interceding. So he said, I exhort, I call you near to these facts. Come with me on a journey. Therefore, I exhort first of all, supplications, asking on behalf of another, prayers, an intense focus on the Lord when you're talking, intercession, Standing, standing in the gap between God and someone else, and giving of thanks. When's the last time you gave thanks for somebody? You know, it'd be a good thing, the person that you like the least to give thanks for. Them. Some men need to give thanks for their wives. Some wives need to give thanks for their husbands when you're aggravated. And then that wayward child, you need to give thanks, Right? Or that person that aggravates you at work, they know you're a believer, and so they just barb you. They say things. They do things, right? Give thanks for them. I dare you to do it. Be made for all men. That word men inclusive of all people in general. Uh, then he said this for kings. Everybody say king. So he said, I exhort, first of all, you do these things for all men and for kings. Then he said, all who are in authority, kings. And that word kings, as I was meditating today, the word kings kept coming to me. Now, some people get upset when we elect a new president because they didn't vote for him. And you know what the truth is? It 
doesn't matter whether you voted for him or not. Yes or no? Kings. Uh, Think about Bible times. Now, you know, we live in a representative republic. And the government is supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people, right? Now, you know, obviously it doesn't always work out that way and you can have problems in government. I, I personally think we have some problems in our governmental system right now. We've got some dishonesty going on and that's, you know, that's another time, another day for all that. But nonetheless, think about Bible times. Think about the time this was written. Nero was the emperor of Rome when, when Paul wrote this. He was uh, emperor from uh, A.D. 54 to A.D. 64, I think. Nero, I mentioned it Sunday. Some people think he was paranoid schizophrenic. He saw things, and he was just really, really mean. And, uh, and he marginalized Christians. There was a big fire in uh, Rome. I read it in one of my Bibles. I mentioned it in the mirror before service, A.D. 64. And uh, they blamed it on Christians. He didn't like Christians. He persecuted Christians. He marginalized them. He, uh, aggra- he, they were aggravating to him. So anyway, the idea of kings. So, you know, in, in the times of the, uh, that this was written, uh, they were emperors. Now, now, they didn't have the kind of representative system that we have. Uh, these guys were like dictators. They did what they wanted to do. And, and you know, uh, somebody said absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? And so, so often... You know, in history, you had a king, if that king was self-centered, conniving and corrupt, he did what he wanted to do, and he didn't care who it hurt, how it affected other people, what, he did, what it did to the, to the uh, nation or entity that he oversaw. You know, he did what he wanted to do, and the word of a king, I mean, Ecclesiastes says where the word of a king is, I think it's Ecclesiastes, there is power. And so, you know, uh, the, the word of a king, that, the, there was the law of the land. It didn't matter if you liked it, didn't like it, agreed with it, disagreed with it. You had to suck it up. That's the way it is. If you don't like it, and if somebody found out you didn't like it, and you were verbal about it in certain places, they'd come and find you and kill you. How would you like to live in that kind of place? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, throughout history, a lot of, a lot of uh, kingdoms had emperor worship that was going on during Bible times. You worship the emperor, you know, you got to bow down to them, you got to worship what they worship, do what they do, sing their songs and be like them. So, so you know, here in America, you know, it's, it's not supposed to be that way. So I'm just saying in Bible times, e- e- even, even when it seems like it wasn't fair, even when it's not the way you want it to be, God, I mean, God through the Apostle Paul said, I exhort first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men for kings. See the difference? He didn't say only for the president you voted for. He said kings. That means the madman, the aggravating person, the person who's not fair and reasonable, the person who may pass laws that you don't like. He said, pray for them. Yes or no? Whether it's your political party or not, pray for him. For kings and all who are in authority. Now, all who were in authority, well, you know, in our day and in, in Bible days, it would include all of the people in the various rankings of government overseeing that particular culture. So here in America, that would be the judges, the senators, the congressmen, the mayors, the, 
governors and all those kind of people that are, that are, are, are helping oversee the land. And so he says, for kings and all who are in authority. Now, again, let me say it. Some people are excited about uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris being elected. Some people aren't. Now, I don't care if you're excited. It doesn't matter where I'm excited about it or not. My opinion really doesn't count. It doesn't matter. It may count, but it doesn't matter in the big scheme of things, yes or no. And you say, well, pastor, what you think's going to happen? Well, I don't have any idea. I just believe I want the will of God to happen. What about you? Our focus should be, and here's the problem today, we're so focused on natural things, we're forgetting the spiritual things. Yes or no? You got you to admit that if God allows something, there's got to be a reason to it. Yes or no? You know, in uh, 1988, God allowed me to go to a small town in South Carolina and, and, and start a church from scratch where there was no spirit-filled church. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It cost me a lot, and it taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, I got into that experience, and, you know, I had thoughts that come to me say, look, you thought God loved you, but look where he put you, bubs. You spend all your money, you're aggravated, you don't have any friends, this thing's not working right, and look at you, what you going to do? Your life is spent. You're done. Listen to this. Sometimes, sometimes what to you seems like something you don't like is the best thing in the world for you. So maybe you don't like Joe Biden being elected. So what? God let it happen. Do you think he could have a purpose? Even with something negative in your life? Huh? That time I mentioned when I was 30 years old, honestly, that was one of the, I had to grow up fast. It, that forced me. That, what I did, and the devil tried to convince me I missed God. I look back on it. It's the greatest, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. That God put me uh, in, in, in a place that, was, that, that forced my hand to believe God and cry out. It forced me to face my thoughts, my feelings, what I really believe. It forced me to get up. It forced me to get off my butt spiritually and act when I didn't feel like it. And you know, it set the pattern for who I am today. You hear me? I'm saying this because some people get really disillusioned. Every four years we're going to have an election. And some people get really disillusioned about it. You know, sometimes what you think is the worst is the greatest thing that ever happened to you. You know, in the mid-1960s, communism took over China. I don't advocate converse, uh, communism, Marxism, socialism, and I would never vote for anybody that believes in those ideologies. Did you hear what I just said? But that happened in China. Did you know China has some much stronger Christians than we got in America? That went over big. Why? Because they were forced to act on what they believed. And the cream rose to the surface pretty quickly. Huh? And the people who said they were Christians and it was just Christian in name only because it gave them business and because it looked good and it sounded good and it was reasonable and nice, they were found out pretty quickly because they fell away. Because when somebody tells you they're going to confine you or kill you or take your money, if you say anything about Jesus... It defines who you are fairly quickly. Yes or no? And the truth is, in church history, 
the eras of time that the church grew the most spiritually were the times when the life was the hardest. You ever thought about that? You say, well, why are you talking about that, Pastor Mitch? I voted for Joe Biden. I like what's going on. Well, maybe others don't. I'm saying this for the people that are upset. The very thing that you think is horrible and awful might be the very thing God uses to get your attention. Sometimes God will let your enemies have your way. He'll let the dogs bark. He'll let the circumstance look nasty. It'll get your attention pretty quick, won't it? And you're going to do one thing or the other. You're going you're to turn towards God and say, I need help. Or you're going to try to sate your flesh. It's a pruning time. When I said pruning time, that's where we are in the world. You, know, you prune a tree, you cut the forage back. What happens when you prune it? In the garden we had, my daddy would say, "Pull! I want you to pull the leaves off this plant, that plant. I said, well, you don't want to mess the plant up, so no, it'll just get bigger. Pruning. This is pruning season in the body of Christ in America. We've trusted ourselves instead of God. We've looked for pleasure instead of purpose. God is coming for us. Here's what I think and believe. Jesus is coming back more quickly than we realize. And a lot of people just aren't ready. It is the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah. It's the days of Lot, as it was in the days of Lot. We're living in those days. So how you doing? If you're aggravated, I want to submit to you, you're in the flesh. And your focus is more on natural things than spiritual things. Yes or no? You're preaching to me. Right? I exhort, therefore, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, the giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, despots, mean people, conniving people, lying people. That's kings. All that's in that word, kings. When Paul said to them, kings, they would think about Nero, that emperor, madman, sorry man, mean man. He killed my family. Pray for him. Yes or no? Wow. It's tough, isn't it? I became, when I became voting age, the first person, uh, you know, the first uh, election I voted in, it was either Gerald Ford or Jimmy Carter. I'm not going to tell you who I voted for because it don't matter. But that's right when I came to the Lord. And so I started praying for Jimmy Carter. Because the Bible said so. And then, and then you know, uh, the election of 1980, I voted, I prayed for, it. I just say, I prayed for Ronald Reagan, right? He had two terms. Both his terms, I prayed for him. And then uh, George Bush Sr., 1988, I prayed for him. Um, through 92, I prayed for him. And then, and then Bill Clinton, he had... Uh, he was president two terms. I prayed both terms. 
every day for Bill Clinton. And then George Bush, uh, uh, he's not, is he a junior? He's not a junior. He's George W. Bush. I pr- uh, you know, he was voted in. He had eight years, all those eight years, every day I prayed for him. And then Barack Obama, 2008 and 2012, another term. I prayed for him all those eight years. In the last four years, Donald Trump, I prayed for him. Today, the inaugurated Joe Biden, I'll pray for that man. It doesn't matter what I think about him. It doesn't matter how I feel about him. It doesn't matter if, I ha- if they have my ideology and my way of thinking or not. That's not what God said. He said, pray for them. I exhort, therefore, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, whether you like them or whether you don't, and all that are in authority. You may not like the new secretary of state. You may not like the new head of the Department of Defense. You may not like the head of the Department of Justice. You might not like any of the Supreme Court justices. You might might think they're sleazy as a snake. It doesn't matter. Pray for them. Some of them might be. Pray for them. Yes or no? You may think the election, a lot of people think the election was hijacked. That there was fraud. There's all kinds of evidence that's been presented. Oh, nothing else in what y'all were looking at. Nothing happened with the evidence, did it? Maybe there was. What's going to happen with that? You know what? I don't know. But you know what I do know? God said pray. So what am I? I have a choice. Either I'm going to be mad and disgruntled and say to blank with all of it, or I'm going to obey God and pray. Yes or no? Prayer changes things. And then you know what else I I was reminded of today? Listen to this. Y'all okay? Uh, Here we are. Here's here's John. Let's see if I can get to it. Oh, here we are. Uh, John 19. um, Here's Jesus before Pilate. Therefore, when the chief, I'm just going to start in verse 6. Therefore, when the chief priest officers saw him, Jesus, they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, you take him, uh, you take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, we have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die because they made himself the son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard this, that saying, he was, uh, he was the more afraid, went again to the praetorium and said to Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave no answer. Hmm. Then Pilate said to him, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Jesus answered, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Wow. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has a greater sin. See, the whole reason I read that was, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. So whether a a leader is elected, or whether it's in a nation where there's a dictator, or a prime minister, or a king, we don't talk about kings much today, 
Or we have a representative republic and we elected someone and some people think it's fraudulent. Doesn't matter. God said pray. Yes or no? God can work through people who don't know him. And if believers are praying, even if the authorities say and do things you don't like, if you pray, God can change, change things. And even though they try to pass laws, this, that, or the other, if you're praying, God can keep things from working the way the people in authority think they ought to work. So in the end, if we're praying, God will do what he wants to do. In history, God's even used heathen kings. Yes or no? So what are we bellyaching about in America? Now, there's some things that have gone on that I personally don't like. I think it's wrong. But I've taken that to God. So, Lord, if something's going to happen with it, you've got to work this out. So if you do, great. If you choose not to, then you have a higher purpose. Yes or no? Then, everybody all right? Quiet. No, just quiet. Everybody okay online? Then I came across this. I was reminded of this many, many years ago. I came across this verse when I was reading the book of Proverbs. And I've started praying this every single day. This comes out of my mouth for leadership. And it says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. You realize when that was written, those kings may not have known the Lord. Now, what is that saying? Even if a leader doesn't know God, somehow he can get their attention. And look what it says. Like the rivers of water... He turns it. Turns what? Their heart. Wherever he wishes. That's incredible. So why should I bellyache about political things? Wouldn't it be a better use of time to pray? Yes or no? You know what I found out? I don't care if it was Democrat or Republican who was in office. God blessed me, period. Certain times it may have been more challenging because of uh, persuasions, mindsets, laws, whatever. You know, God can circumvent all those things. Yes or no? You know, back in the 70s, we had a really bad recession. If you remember that? Um, And... Prices went up, escalated tremendously. Gas went up from very cheap, and we just thought it was gargantuanly high. And uh, people were being laid off, and I just remember that. I was a young man. I was in my late teens, and I'd just come to the Lord. But, you know, I, I recognize God blessed me during that time. He gave me jobs, promoted me, blessed me. Took care when I got married to Susan in 1979. He took care of us. You know what I've noticed? Wherever I've lived, wherever I've been, if I've honored God, if I honor his word, seek first the kingdom of God, he's always met my needs. Has he done that to you? 
I got that testimony that David had. I'm young. I was young, but now I'm old. And I've not seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. Then what are we belly aching about? Trust God. Yes or no? Quiet in this Baptist church. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. That's a big deal, isn't it? Could God work through Jimmy Carter? Huh? Could God work through Ronald Reagan? Could God work through George Bush Sr.? Could God work through Bill Clinton? Could God work through George W. Bush? Could God work through Barack Obama? Could God work through Donald Trump? Could God work through Joe Biden? Huh? What you think? Then what are we all upset about? Now, some people aren't, but a lot of people are. Have you noticed? Huh? Yeah, I have. So what are we going to do? God hadn't changed. Jesus still seated at the right hand of the Father. <laughs> God still watches over his word to perform it. And if I act like God's word is true and put the kingdom of God first, I don't care where I live on planet earth. I don't care who the authorities are. God will make a way. See, what we believe, preach, and teach, it's got to work in America. It's got to work in Europe. It's got to work in, in Russia. It's got to work in India. It's got to work in Africa, even where they don't have run, uh, lights and running water. It's got to work. Or it's not truth, true gospel. Yes or no? Us Americans, we just spoil little brats. And I'm going to tell you what. I think God's going to take the spoiled little brat out of us. I'm just seeing how everybody's looking. You get it? I just feel like God's up to something with us. Here's my encouragement. Don't promote politics. It will sink your personal ship. It'll put so many holes in the bottom of it that, it, that, that it'll, it'll, it'll gain water. And you'll stop moving forward. And you'll lose your mental and emotional and spiritual equilibrium. Oh, here's, listen to what I'm saying. If we'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things. And y'all, hear me out. It is time to focus on the kingdom of God. America, part, some, some of what's going on in, our, in America, there's judgment on us. We're killing our babies. We're using sex in ways God never intended. Entertainment has become our God. Money runs everything. Dirty money runs a lot of things. Yes or no? God's come. You think God doesn't see that? Of course he does. 
He hates unjust balances. You know, they had scales. My grandpa had one. He had scales. You put, you put, you know, two pounds on this side, and then you put some beans over here, or what? You see what I'm saying? And you can weigh it, or whatever it is you're you're selling. And he had a little store, and this was a long time ago. So you got a balance, but you know they'll say, "Well, this is, you know, X weight," but really, but it was really not. And then they they give you a certain amount of goods but they were cheating. That's an unjust balance. God hates that. So, you know, as we pray, you just got to know God sees all this stuff. Everybody okay? Another thing to realize is this, and I say these, and I need to slow down and let let it sink in. We're living in between two eras of time. We're coming to the end of the age of grace, and because Jesus is coming back, that era of time for Jesus to come back, that's a process, a series of events. You know, it includes the, the rising of the Antichrist, the, the turning of the world to uh, extreme lawlessness in many ways. Um, it, includes, um, it includes serious persecution. It includes the rapture of the church. It includes the day of the Lord judgments. It includes the second coming of Christ, all of that. See, we're going into that. So we're leaving the age of grace. We're going into an age of judgment. And now, and now, sometimes, now increasingly, judgment will come on wrong. So if the leaders in America don't lead us the right way, and if us in America don't, start, don't straighten, up, straighten ourselves up, judgment will come on that in our land. Judgment in the form of natural disasters, natural catastrophes, things that we've never seen before, weather issues, geologic issues. You hear me? Issues with other nations. Those are forms of judgment throughout the Old Testament. Yes or no? You know, we, we in America, where we've been so blessed, we've forgotten our blessings Come from God. And if you don't honor him with your life and lifestyle, he can't keep blessing the way he did. And because we're at the end of the age of grace going into the age when Jesus is coming back, we don't have time to play anymore. Right? So let's pray. So, dear Father God, we come to you. (laughs) And, Lord, we just worship you and honor you. And, Lord, we want to honor your word. You said, I exhort, therefore, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, you said, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for writing that to us. Lord, beginning today, I pray that you would instill it in our heart. Instead of griping, complaining, fussing, 
fuming, saying things on social media that don't need to be said, that would repent of all that. So Lord, we just take a moment right now. You ordained this nation. This nation has been in existence for, you know, not quite 250 years. There's a purpose for America. Let your purposes for this nation come to pass. Lord, I pray. I don't pray for judgment. I pray for mercy. And Lord, I remind you that you said, if my people call by my name will pray, humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Yet hear from heaven, forgive our sin. Heal our land. Lord, I stand in the gap for the body of Christ. ask you to forgive us for our pride, our arrogancy. Forgive us. Forgive us for not praying as we should. Forgive us, Lord, for not setting the standards that we should. Forgive us for the political stances that we've taken that have marginalized and separated people in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, as a member of the body of Christ, I ask you to forgive this nation for its sins. I ask you to forgive us for killing our unborn babies in the name of uh, of freedom. Freedom for women. Lord, sex is for pleasure in marriage and for procreation to bring new human beings into this earth. Lord, we've twisted it. We've made it a self-centered thing regardless of what it does to our culture. We stand in the gap and ask forgiveness. Lord, we have been lulled to sleep by our entertainment industry. We've allowed many times sin to entertain us and I ask forgiveness. How many agree with me? Lord, we assent to that. Lord, we confess before the throne of God that money, we've allowed money to rule our nation. Decide what we do, where we do, who's important, who isn't important. It's all wrong and sin. Seems like you're judging all of that. And Lord, we stand in the gap now as believers and ask forgiveness on behalf of our nation for all of these things. Lord, you said mercy rejoices against judgment. Let your mercy prevail. Lord, I remind you of the tears again that have been shed for this nation. I I remind you of the blood that has been shed for our freedoms. Lord, I remind you that our forefathers escaped uh, tyrannical governments that demanded certain religious thoughts. And Lord, the people that founded this nation came here for religious freedom. It's not even taught in schools today. Let your mercy, let your mercy come here again. Hear the prayers of our forefathers. Smell the blood of those who have sacrificed their life for our freedoms. May our freedoms not evaporate away. Give us a chance. We ask, we cry out. In the name of Jesus, we cry out. Give us a chance. Hear the prayers that have been prayed by our forefathers. Lord, we stand in the gap today. We have a new president, Joe Biden. Whether we think he was fraudulently placed in that place or not. Lord, we pray for the office of president. We pray for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Lord, I pray that the purposes of God would come to pass and be fulfilled in the name of Jesus, in them and in this nation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let your purposes, your greater purposes be realized. Lord, we pray and I'm going to pray what I've been praying for. 
Father, I pray for our congressmen. I pray for our senators. I pray for our, our chief justices of the Supreme Court. I pray for our judges. I pray for our mayors. I pray for our governors. I pray for those that are overseeing our police force. That is all that are in authority. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, bring to light the hidden things of God. Manifest the counsels of the heart. In the name of Jesus, root out sin, root out iniquity, root out lawlessness. In the name of Jesus, in this nation, Lord, may it come to pass that the light in this nation that was once bright but is now dim would brighten yet again. Draw your people to yourself. Draw us to you. Father, speak into the lives of congressmen, senators, judges, mayors, governors, chief Supreme Court judges, all of the judges in the land. So much unrighteousness. Bring it to light and let righteousness speak through your people in this hour in the name of Jesus. Lord, let it be that the kingdom of God rises once again in the United States of America. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in the United States of America. Lord, we have such a large influence all over the earth. Let your kingdom come. Let your people cry out. Let your people come together in one accord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, let us not have the behaviors of our cultures. But Lord, may we have the behaviors that come from your word and that are established by your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. How many agree with me? Let it come. Let it come. Let it come.